Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Heard us described by the last show host as a couple of losers. Coming up in here with our NFL teams having both lost games yesterday. But I'll tell you this, Jeff Calkins, and for anyone else out there wants to call us both losers today, John, there's really only one, really only one between us. Because what happened in Green Bay last night, let's be let's be for real. We all knew that would happen. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, okay? I yet I do not come in here feeling like a loser because my man Brad Carson has given me the twenty dollars owed me when I stood up tall last week and I said, Ain't no way Memphis football going down to Arkansas State. Not happening on my watch. I'll take 20. Very brave of you. Very bravely, you stood up for Memphis. And uh, I, I, I give Arkansas State this. They made it spooky. They made it very spooky. So for a, for a short time, for about what, a minute and a half, two minutes? Never in doubt. Never in doubt. It, it was, it was kind of in doubt, but not with Seth Hingen at the helm. They Thank go, you, Seth. They go down 32-31 and uh, not, not, not only respond, not just with a field goal, they get the touchdown and essentially seal it. Uh, Arkansas State got the ball back. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but they were not able to come away with the win. Memphis gets the dub. Uh, so, yeah, we have a big show planned for you today. Uh, we are going to talk a lot about football. Uh, you lot, look, we know you look down. A lot about, no, no, I don't know what you're referring to, man. And we're going to talk about a okay. big Monday night game, a doubleheader tonight uh, oh. on ESPN. Oh, you want to look ahead? Absolutely. I think it's a good time, good preview. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I, I'm always a guy. I know you love talking Titans. It's always a. It's. I, I've always been a guy who focuses on what's ahead. That doesn't dwell on what's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Can't get too hung up on all your success. Right. Right. It's about what you're doing tomorrow and the next day. Right. It's a, it's an it's an unforgiving machine. Don't encourage him, Brad. <laughs> but uh, but you know that's why you know if you were coming to this show trying to to hear me talk about the past, you know that's just not what you're going to get today. Uh, <laughs> it's just not. So uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about sort of what this game means for Josh Allen's legacy. 
right? Yeah. A, a revenge chance. Sounds like a good place to start and focus and spend three hours on. Yeah, sure, right. A revenge chance for uh, uh, Mr. Allen. So we'll talk about all that. Mike Wall is going to join us at 1125. Uh, of course, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Joined us last week. We'll get his thoughts on uh, on the week that was. We're, we're members of Two and On, right, on this show. Because uh, we, we both like Tua. We were both pulling for him yesterday. And, buddy, the game of his life he had yesterday. Historic. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about all that with uh, Mike. Because he did like the Miami Dolphins. He did. This More so than yeah. I did. I thought he put the Miami up there with some of the best teams in the AFC yeah. last week. Maybe yeah. that's... Maybe that's done deal now that they knocked off Baltimore. Yeah, so we'll get into all that with him uh, at 1125. Then at 125, Jason Fitz. Ooh. Yep. Another reminder about Yet what another. didn't happen this past weekend. Apparently, we're not talking Raiders around here. Yet another. Um, well, I'm just trying to listen to the community, man. The community says we spend too much time on them, so I'm just trying to The Las to Vegas the, Raiders. Just trying to listen to the audience here a little <laughs> bit. Uh, so Jason Fitz will join us at 125. So Raiders rolling. That is, uh, that is, they're rolling. They're they're absolutely rolling. Uh, so we'll talk to Fitz at 125. That's the show today. Lots to cover. Lots to tackle. Let's get into it with Cap or No Cap. Cap. It means lion, but built different. Now it's Cap. I'm going to say Cap. For No Cap. I'm going to say that that's No Cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. Well, we'll start off with the Raiders. The Raiders suck. Is that? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Seth Hennigan is him. Is that cap or no cap, John Martin? Buddy, that is no cap. Not a single cap was found in that one. This one's easy. Uh, Seth Hennigan is absolutely in that class of quarterback, and there have not been many for Memphis. But even when Arkansas State scored to go up 32-31 on Saturday, I didn't tweet it because I hate Twitter and I hate people that tweet me. Like for the most part, so I just didn't do it. But in my mind, I was saying, I have no doubt that this kid is going to lead a drive and get the lead back for Memphis. That's not going to be why Memphis loses this game. It will be because their defense, right? It will be because their their play calling potentially. Uh, but it ain't going to be about Seth Hennigan not delivering when he needs to. And there was just like no doubt about it. I mean, it was just before you could blink. It was thirty seven thirty two, and Arkansas State is back on the field. Um, you know, it's it's if he stays at Memphis and doesn't leave, he will you know he will break every passing record. I mean, it's just the truth. He'll break Brady White's records, um, and and you know I think it's it, his his upbringing probably has a lot to do with it. Uh, son of a coach, you know, knows not to get too high or too low with the wins and the losses. Um, and I think we've shown that when he is basically unleashed, bro, he he's up there, he's up there with some of the best in the country as far as I'm concerned. Um, makes the throws, has made plenty of deep throws this year, right, that we didn't necessarily see a ton of last year. And, you know, the most impressive part to me, and I think you would share the sentiment, is that he's he's making new playmakers, right? He's finding new guys. Mm-hmm. That's the mark of a great QB, right? It's, it's why Patrick Mahomes loses Tyreek Hill, they're 2-0. Now, I still have some concerns about, you know, the guys they have, but – you know, it didn't prevent Mahomes from going for five touchdowns in week one. You know, whether it's Eddie Lewis or, you know, Javon Ivory or, or whoever it is, right? Skates, like, you know, he is finding new weapons in a year where, you know, there there were not any obvious ones. So, yeah, he's him. He's him. And um, if he stays at Memphis, my big statement here is that he will finish with all the records. 
Oh, it's getting us to a point where I'm excited to watch Seth Hennig again every time he steps out. You know, the, uh, again, I said this a little bit last week and I gave him a respect, Burke. I've, I've been guilty of, of sort of setting limitations on him, at least in my own opinion of yep. him, right? Is he an NFL quarterback? Is he better than Brady White? Or is, he, is he Brady White 2.0? Where's, what about that arm? Is that an NFL arm or not in terms of the, the deep throws? And all of all he does, John, is keep going out and basically throwing for 300-plus yards. It's eight-time Eighth time he throws for 360 uh, on Saturday. It's the eighth time in 14 career games he's gone over 300. We talked about last week was the third time in what now 14 games he's gone over 400. So we're talking about a guy who who's getting to the point where he's, he's getting prolific uh, just about every time he goes out. You mentioned it. He's spreading it around. I think it was seven different receivers this past weekend. And the key, I think you said it, is when you go down, what, 32-31 there, and you say, oh, boy, does your guy? Does your offense have an answer? You're getting to a point where you feel like with Seth Hennigan, even on fourth and fives, yep. when he's got a he's got a converter, else yep. it's over. Yep. Finds his tight end, he gets it done, and the guys just got the answers. Here's the other part about it too. Uh, you know, Brady was never much of a. You know, he got stronger as his career went on, Brady White, but in terms of a a, a runner or a guy who could buy extra time or look to run. Uh, Clearly, here now, Hennigan is better in that category. You saw him have the have the the touchdown run there at the end of the first half, I believe it was. When oh, by the way, his tight end threw a nice block for him too on that. He's got that component of it too. Yep. That if you need those extra yards, sometimes he'll he'll go out dive head first. It gets the team fired up and everything else. So he's got that too on Brady White. And yep. you're right. If if this keeps going, John, he's going to break all the records. Uh, I've just been more and more impressed every time he goes out there, and I'm done putting any limitations on this kid. Yeah. He's been fantastic. And, and I guess you got to give Ryan Silverfield the credit yep. for going out and landing a kid who could play this big for him when he needs it. Yeah, I mean, again, only a sophomore, too. A true sophomore. He didn't redshirt. He, I mean, this is a kid. That's what I'm saying. This is Ryan's guy, right? This yep. is this this ain't a Norville hole. No. Ryan went out, found, yeah. this, found, and, and found a guy who could start as a true freshman. Yeah, and, if, you, if you look at his numbers, he's 14th in the country in yards, 940. He is. Uh, he has no interceptions. He has no picks. I mean, that that's and he's throwing the ball ninety-two times, right? I mm-hmm. mean, this guy is throwing the ball a lot. Again, uh, in some instances, without much of a run game established. Exactly. So, with the offense on his back, and again, having lost his favorite receiver to the NFL last year, it's very impressive, especially when you consider you know where he is in his career. We're only fourteen games in. Guys only played fourteen college football games, and yet he has the poise and the moxie of a guy, you know, like Brady White at the end of his career, of a graduate student, basically. His numbers are very similar to that of Stetson Bennett uh, at Georgia. He doesn't nearly have the offensive line or the run game or the weapons, right, that's, that Stetson Bennett has, but their numbers are pretty much identical there. Um, so that's that's sort of the company that, that he is in right now in college football. He is uh, one of the best as far as I'm concerned, and the reason – the only reason people aren't talking about him more is because Memphis isn't ranked, right? They're not in a Power Five. But if this kid was in a Power Five league, you know, you'd be hearing about him. I, I have no doubt about it. So that's another another stamp for him. He's that him. gets the win. He is absolutely him for Memphis football. The Baltimore Ravens. We go to the NFL. The Ravens collapse is the story of the day, John. Yeah. Cap or no cap? I mean, it was it was certainly the worst collapse I saw yesterday. Um and any, any I think numbers and statistics would back that up as well. I don't if there were any other collapses, I don't think they can even matter at this point, uh, because the Baltimore Ravens had the biggest. Um, it, it was you feel like that saving you today. Oh yeah, oh, I think we 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 avoided one by a point. Yeah, <laughs> we, the Las Vegas Raiders. No. 
Yeah. Uh, so I think just, go ahead, go ahead and call it no cap. The, yeah. the, the Baltimore blowing that's the biggest story. Yeah, Baltimore. I, I mean, if you're Harbaugh, you know, in the in the Baltimore fan base, I just I, I don't know how you can show up at work today. That's a tough one. Yeah. That's a t- at home. Whew. I mean, you can't be blowing 21 point leads at right. home. How do you recover like that? Especially have a day like Lamar had too, right? Yeah, what he your was offense amazing. Was doing for you. Yeah. Supposed to have a good defense. You're the Baltimore Ravens. Supposed yeah. to be sort of your culture, right? Yeah, I, I just biggest feel, story of the NFL weekend, huh? It's huge, <laughs> especially around here, around these parts. Absolutely. Was there a different story you wanted to talk about? The Las Vegas Raiders. Well, it was what happened there. <laughs> that was only I a, think, that was only a twenty point uh, collapse. You know, John apparently was in such disarray mm-hmm. with the blowing of that twenty point lead that the Raiders uh, did yesterday. He doesn't even he didn't even know who fumbled the ball today this morning. <laughs> It was like he got concussed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, John Hunter Renfro fumbled twice in overtime. Can you believe it? Can we get Devontae? He's like, who? Renfro? I don't, I don't, Renfro remember, I don't remember the first he, fumble. He just blacked out. Yeah, I definitely. Apparently, was this out. man just blacked out. Yeah. I, I mean, I I remember the I remember the scoop, and I was like, oh. Let me, let me ask you this. Okay. How good were you feeling when things were twenty to nothing at halftime? You were thinking I, about. A, where are you going to sit at the Titans game? I'm going to be 100% huh? honest with you. Where are you going to sit you? at 1-1 one one next week? There's no way for me to corroborate this or validate this, but I was saying, why are we playing so freaking conservatively? Like, we are, we are, we are handling a Maserati like it's a Nissan Altima, right? Like, we're just, you know, real conservative, like, hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs 15 times. Like, bro, you have Devontae Adams. You have Waller. You have Went Renfro. You should be throwing the ball 40 times a game. And 20-0 is nothing. I mean, KC lit them up. They did. So to your whole point about why are we salting right. things away. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, you know, they you, but, you can do that. But then you're up 23-7 mm-hmm. with just nine minutes to play. Yeah, Never and they were popping to. bottles in the uh, wind suites over there. <laughs> they really were. They were popping bottles in the <laughs> VIP club. So Kyler was going to have to score twice in yep. the fourth. Yep. Then get two two-point conversions just to force overtime. That's right. I, I think since we're here yeah. and you do this show, this is probably a bigger story for us than the what the Baltimore Ravens did and oh, I think what Baltimore, Tua did. I think, I think that was humiliating what happened to Baltimore. So this is going to set you up for 0-2 next week. You still making that drive to Nashville on I'm, 0-2 Street? Oh, I'm going. And uh, my it, man is oh. going. I got the tickets, bro. And then, and they're actually great seats for for 120 bucks. Like I can't, you cannot beat it with a stick, bro. Um, I bet the get in well the get in price probably cheaper now since the Titans stink. Um, but yeah, no. Did I'm, you ask yourself at all yesterday what did I do to deserve this? Uh, that's typical. <laughs> Was that's that a, ever a question asked? That of is yourself a typical yet? experience on Sundays. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, but so I did. Like, you find any answers? No, not at all. I mean, it's just this is my place in the universe. This is what I am doomed to. Mm-hmm. You at, at some point you accept it, right? There is a stage of acceptance, you know. I didn't think we'd lose well, the game yesterday. It, it should be different when, as Fitzy said, and rightfully so, and you all have higher expectations. Now. Oh, absolutely. So how you you know you should be having a much harder time with this now, especially when we thought coming well, what, into the what, what season can I do? you were I mean, a playoff team. I'm out on McDaniel's. I mean, I, I am totally out on. I him. think that's what we came to you today is looking for some answers. Like why? Yeah, like why does Devontae Adams only have two catches? In I love I love what we showed in the preseason, but now we're zero and two in the regular season and the stuff that actually matters. Fraudulent. Yeah, like I feel like you you know if you have Devontae Adams. How can how does he only have two catches, right? I just don't understand. I don't understand why, you know. I I I remember when the Raiders had Crabtree and Amari Cooper, and they just they threw the ball all over the field, right? Derek Carr. This was 2016, probably. Derek Carr was up for MVP, and I'm just trying to figure out why, with all the money that we've invested in this offense, 
why do we why do we play three yards in a cloud of dust with Josh Jacobs, who we didn't even pick the fifth year option on? Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out what the strategy is. Twenty yep. to zero is not over, right? It's to, you know two stops, two scores. They're right back in it. That happens all the time. You know why you would not try to press and get that thing to 27, get to 34, because they easily could have on that defense. I just thought it was pissed. I'm gonna put you in a pile with Mike Leach and the Indianapolis Colts, mm. and it's a pile labeled fraudulent. I think that's fair, man. I mean, what, what until kind of, I see different, and it better start getting different next week. I have no choice but to come in here and be humble. Here, you come around, mess around, coming here zero and three next week. I know, off a loss to the Titans. Season done. Better we're, not hear from you again on the Raiders we're just this season. Da- we're down to playing spoiler at that point, right? But see, you do this all the time. Oh, I've been humbled. I've been humbled. I'm a changed man. I have no other option, bro. What can I do? Can we come here and be mad? Will we be, you know, petulant about it? I mean, they they blew a twenty to zero lead. Now we want you to answer for it. I mean, and we we expect some whining. Well, I mean, the only whining is, that's going to be done is about the is the play calling. That's why we lost the game. It wasn't because anything the Cardinals did. Excuses. It, I don't see him beating the Titans. I think they will be the Titans. Don't that let the Titans I, be 0-2. Oh, they're going to be 0-2. Don't let it be Desperation City it, it for is. Vrabel and company when they see y'all. It's going to be a it's going to be a meeting of the small people. Mm-hmm. Loser goes home. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look, it's it is. It's a desperation game, which actually, like, I love to. I'm, that's going to be a the 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 energy there is going to be yeah. great. Best thing for you would be for the Titans to knock off the Bills and be one and one and not quite as desperate. That's as they very would true. Be in 0-2. That's very true. Yes. Uh, that's bec- what you need because both teams are they they know the same. It's the, the mm-hmm. same is true for both. Right, zero and three. That's it. You're not. You're Hard not come back, especially in AFC. Well, in their division, zero and three Logan. might actually. They might still be fine. Yeah, with, the, with how bad the Colts have looked. Yeah, they're, they're that that division is. Still, yeah, you're right. I mean, they can still come back. The, the Raiders have to win. It's a it's more of a must win for the Raiders because of their division. So, uh, but no, I again, I think the focus today needs to be on what the what the Ravens. On Baltimore, did. I'm sure you do. Well, yeah, because they blew a 21 point lead, right? Right. I mean, that's awful. That's way worse than 20. At least they did. They blew it to a playoff team. Yeah. Well, now we, can, we can't say that. Oh, Miami's good. We can't say that. Miami's good. Arizona's not good. We can't say that. Stop. I, I mean, I think, I think Arizona turned a new page, man. <laughs> I oh bet you God. do. I Cliff think, Kingsbury looking like coach of the year, huh? Man was about to be fired. <laughs> the thing about the, the, the Raiders is like the, nobody in Vegas is even going to care. You they just, saved like, Kingsbury. They went to the casino right after. They you really did. You they, saved no, we, like, we, He was down 20 and under the half. They're about to fire that man. I know. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I Way think to we're going to see a whole new team, though, next week. In Nashville, <laughs> I promise man. you that. Okay. All right, with your promises. Rising up here, uh, the Raiders. Okay, second Monday night football game. There's a doubleheader tonight. Um, the second one is a clash of the contenders. Is that cap or no cap? What is the schedule for this? There's two. So of you them? have Bills, Titans, and you have Eagles, Vikings. And this is this is more so in reference to uh, the second half of the doubleheader, which is Vikings and. Uh, at Eagles. I don't believe Titans are a contender. He's, they are right. Not. He's, he's right, right. They are not a contender. He's right, right. The Bills we know are a contender, yes. right? Um, yes. So I would say that I would say uh, no cap. I would say I think both the Eagles and the Vikings are contenders. Um, I think the Vikings. This could finally be the year for them, right? That they break through. Kirk Cousins is ap- Is he's like he's not as bad as you would think he is. Like the way that the national media talks about him, you would think this guy throws twenty picks a year. He was thirty-three to seven last season in terms of touchdowns to interceptions ratio. It's pretty damn good. Um, I, he's not perfect. I'm not saying he's a perfect quarterback, but he's totally adequate and like, like pretty good, right? I mean, would the Bears like to have Kirk Cousins? Probably. Uh, don't put me in this conversation. I mean, well, you, well, you, I mean, you're not the. I'm not the only one who's sitting here. Well, I guess you're one and one. I mean, what, what a stupid truth. 
What a very inconvenient truth, like Al Gore. <laughs> Put that in your pie hole. The Chicago Bears. You guys, I was about to say, I'm not the only one on this show who's 0-2, but I am. Nope, you are. I absolutely am. That's pretty damn terrible. And Jeffrey's Giants are uh, 2-0. and That's right. And Bills are about to be 2-0. and But see, none of us had any real expectations. You the one had expectations oh, this no. season. Uh, but no, I think the Vikings and the Eagles are, are you know, the Eagles look great, transformed with A.J. Brown. Um, probably going to win that division going away. And then, uh, depending on when Dak gets back, maybe he comes back a little quicker. Still don't really believe in much in the Cowboys. Um, and then, um, yeah, the Vikings, I feel like this is sort of their year. I feel like this is their year to break through. The division is theirs for the taking, I believe. Um, and I think they have the weapons with Justin Jefferson to do it. So, there's the NFC is wide open. Mm-hmm. The AFC at the top, you got Bills and Chiefs. It's, there's a pretty clear cut. You can talk about who's in that second tier Chargers, Miami, Baltimore, I'd still say is there. But with the NFC, it's wide open. And right now, you'd probably say the Bucks with that defense right there at the top. And I'd say, you know, John, especially the Rams and those concerns about Stafford, mm-hmm. I, they're down a peg. And so whether it's the 49ers now with Jimmy Garoppolo under center, you saw the news for Trey Lance, he's out for the season. Or, back to the point of this question, tonight's guys, Philly, Minnesota, there's an opportunity to take a step up, it feels like, for that next team. Green Bay might be there. Again, I would tell you Bears were just the antidote they need. You see how they got that run game going mm-hmm. last night? You know, When you got a run game, it doesn't necessarily matter who your receivers are like it did last night. Then you can just sort of feed off that. I think Green Bay's found the right direction. But back to the point, whether it's Tampa Bay, Green Bay, or Philly, Minnesota, you'd have to say Minnesota's got a leg up on Green Bay, and obviously having won week one. There's an opportunity right now for these two teams with Philly, Minnesota, to put yourself up in that class. Again, does it, you know, at, at this point, is anything promised? Uh, uh, if you win tonight, you beat Philly, or Philly beats Minnesota, are you in an upper tier like the Bills and Casey? No, mm-hmm. but you're setting yourself up, I think, to put yourself in that position in, in terms of NFC standing. So, again, it feels wide open. And I think if Jalen Hurts is going to play the way he did against Detroit, I mean, look at the weapons. Mm-hmm. He didn't even go to Smith week one. He had A.J. Brown doing all the catching. They've got a ton of weapons. Miles Sanders, Gainwell in the backfield. They could be there or could be Minnesota. Frankly, the, the loser tonight might not be out of it in terms of being a contender in the NFC. I like both of these teams, and I love the way Jalen Hurts is playing. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee going to be 4-0. and Is that cap or no cap? Uh, no balls. cap. Balls. Yeah, that would be balls. the balls, yeah. yes. Thank you. No cap. They got a big one tonight, uh, this weekend, Florida. Florida, Game yeah. day coming in in Knoxville. Number 11 in the country, um, and I don't think they're going to have any problems with Florida. Uh, I mean, I know it's a quote-unquote rivalry, but I just I don't think Florida has the juice. They don't have the juice. Tennessee does. Um, they're taking care of business. That's all they've done all year long. Um, they are living up to what people believe they would be coming into the season and probably surpassing that, right? I don't think people expect them to be top 10 as early as they will be come next Monday. Um, at the house, you know, I, you know, I, game day. I, I thought, yeah, game day. I mean, the energy is going to be amazing. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I thought Florida was, was better than they are after they beat Utah, you know, so that's a really impressive win. You know, the QB there. Like they, they they got what they need, right? They're gonna they're gonna win Anthony a lot of Richardson, games. Richardson, yes, yeah, Richardson. He looked great after. I always the, after always the want Utah to call game. him Robinson, but it's Anthony Richardson. He yep. has not looked as good since the no. Utah game. Though. No, the 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 He's carriage is yeah. kind of turning back into a pumpkin. There, he, he has yeah. not thrown a touchdown yet. No, yeah, and uh, they they lost to Kentucky and they squeaked one out against South Florida this weekend, right? So barely, I, yeah, yeah, it I was just close. I don't think uh, I don't think Florida has what it takes to go into 
uh, kneeling and, and win this game. I just don't. I mean, maybe you know, maybe Richardson can mm. throw a touchdown pass. What do you right? think, Jason? Uh, I'm concerned about Cedric Tillman. The Akron game is a blowout. Everything else, but in that game, he hurt his ankle. Got some of the folks up up in Knoxville were calling it a dirty play. So in terms of knocking off Florida, being second east, Cedric Tillman's status is his status is going to be key to that. Uh, even if they don't have him, though, they've shown. Uh, they've spread it around enough that I still feel good about their chances. The, the key with Richardson is obvious. When you when you get pressure on him, Kentucky did this too. He he doesn't look anything like a first round draft pick, like we were speculating. Oh my gosh! After the Utah game, has this guy worked himself into a into a possible first rounder? Key for Tennessee is going to be getting pressure on him. I think they will. And I I, I listen. I've liked the Vol since the preseason. Uh, in the East, my other pick was Mississippi State. In the West, that one ain't oh, looking so good. No. So hopefully, the Vols continue to make me look good. I don't think they have any problem with Florida. I think they go to four and zero too. they're they're ten and a half point favorites. Looks like right now. Jeez. Yeah, that's uh, right. And again, Cedric Tillman set that to the side in terms of what you can be the rest of the season. I still think they've got enough to handle Florida. All right, let's go to the NBA real quick before we uh, we go. NBA eliminating the one and done rule is the best. Is that cap or no cap? Yeah, I do think it's for the best. I mean, I just, I, I, I truly believe that you should let these kids go to the NBA, uh, make their own decisions, don't force them to go to college for a year. That's pointless to me. Um, uh, does it come with risks, right? Is there going to have to be some education? Of course. Um, but, you know, we, we live in a free market um, in America, right? I mean, now there are, of course, labor laws, right? You can't just go work at Chick-fil-A when you're eight years old. But for the most part, it's a free market. It's a it's a capitalistic economy, and and I feel like you know if you can do it, and the NBA would pay you to do it, then you should be allowed to do it, um, and not have to spend like one year. What one arbitrary? It makes sense in the NFL, right? For the NFL and college, there's some maturation that has to be done physically, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to build strength. You know that makes sense for the NBA. Like Kevin Durant, come on, he benched 185 times, 185 pounds once, maybe. I mean, it doesn't matter. If you can play in the NBA, you should be allowed to play in the NBA at 18 years old, period, point blank. So I do think it is a good thing for the league. I think it's a no-brainer. There's going to be very few LeBrons that come out and they're ready to play, and the NBA knows how to handle the guys that aren't now. Like, you can put them in these developmental leagues, you can have them with your G League team, whatever it is, but you're much better equipped in this day and age now to handle that talent that's specifically not ready, that in the past might have flamed out. You've got time now, you'll develop these guys, the NBA's prepared for this. It's a no-brainer. Uh, this probably should have been done years ago, frankly. Yeah, and I think for college coaches, right, I mean, you know, I mean, that's going to be the challenge. It's gonna, their job's going to get a little harder. Well, it already has, You know, to be um, honest with you. So I'm sure the coaches are not going to like that because now any top-tier kid, you're not just recruiting against schools, you're recruiting against the NBA. Yeah, uh, uh, Nasir Cunningham that Memphis right. is in on for 2024. So you're not getting him. It, it takes those guys off the table for the most part. I mean, Maybe you, so. can, you yeah. can compete in IL-wise. You'll have to like, you'll have to basically balance it with, hey, you're a projected late first. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's like you can't really compete with it. If like, you get drafted in the NBA, bro, you're going. right. If you're a projected first rounder, you are going. You're, you're an idiot if you don't go. <laughs> I don't care where you're. If you're late first, early second, like, how do you not go? I mean, right. maybe early second you could say, I'll go to college for a year and really improve my stock and become a first. That's the only case, though. And I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see where the NBA comes think in on the these last guys. one that was ready. I guess it was would have been Zion? Yeah, Zion would have been ready. Um, Has there been one since then? I mean, James Wiseman, right? He would have gone. Yeah. He'd have gotten picked. He's yeah, you're right. I mean, whether or not nah, he's you're ready. Right. No, nah, yeah, you're right. No, he'd have gone. Um, I mean, any number one kid, right? Any number one kid would have just flat gone. No questions asked. Paolo Bancaro would have gone probably, right? I mean, you can just probably go down the list. 
um, if you're a top five draft pick, you're just, you're you know. Or, Monty wouldn't have been old enough, right? Yes, correct. You have to be 18 still in correct. that in that situation. And there is some and news speaking on of him. There's yeah. news on him. So we'll get to yeah. that a little bit later. Um, but I, I think overall, it's a good thing for the league. Um, let these kids come if they're ready. Let you know. Let 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 them make that determination. Right. Absolutely. Let them decide. All right. We'll come back. Mike Wall is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about the NFL and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 FM. Yes. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Mike Walls, a former Pro Bowl offensive lineman, played 11 seasons in the NFL for the Packers, the Panthers, and the Seahawks. Told you he's now a skill development specialist. He's founder of ProcessToPerform.com, also host of the On My Block podcast with former Packers great Amon Green. You can find him on Twitter at MikeWalls68. We're very fortunate to have him joining us now regularly on Mondays to break down the NFL weekend. He joins us now. Mike, when you are – when you're part of the losing side of blowout losses, or in this case, historically blown leads like, like Baltimore and the Raiders were yesterday, how much time do you spend on it? That next Monday, everything else? Or, and, and my partner's a Raiders fan, as a fan, it's a little bit easier. You just put it in rearview mirror, you just look ahead. How much time are you spending on what you did to blow those losses? Or is it smarter as an NFL team to just look ahead? What do you do, Mike? I think you got to review everything you do, uh, everything you do during that past game, win or lo- win or lose. You got to make sure that you understand the corrections that need to be made, so that you know history doesn't repeat itself. Certainly, you don't want to dwell on those games. 
And listen, guys, if you blow leads like like the Ravens game, I, I don't even know how you sleep at night. You know, you blow a lead like that, but you got to go out there. You got to go out there, make the corrections, and be able to turn the page. And that's honestly the greatest thing about the NFL. I think in some ways, is the schedule is usually you come in Monday, you watch the film, you get Tuesday off, you start back up on Wednesday. That mm-hmm. Tuesday is absolutely mission critical for a lot of guys to get their headspace cleared. Um, when you sort of, you know, when we're doing the autopsy on both of these games, both Baltimore's collapse and, and the Raiders as well. Um, from what you saw, what what were the the catalysts? Like, what allowed Miami to get back in that game and win, and what allowed the Cardinals to get back in that game and win? I think Mike McDaniel's building something special down there in Miami from a culture standpoint. So I think that's probably a big part of it. Is that they're I, I don't think they're afraid to lose anymore. Um, I'll, and then of course they're really fast. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. really fast. You can't. They, they bought some speed, man, and. and when you have that kind of speed, when you have the, those athletes on the field that can stretch your defense like that, you're always a couple of plays away from being in a game. Um, it's they're really they're remarkable to to see all those guys on the field at the same time with the speed that they have, the way they can they can stretch your defense is is very very unique. If Tua kind of gets on track here, then they're really going to have something special because guys they had a great defense. Josh Boyer had a great defense with the Dolphins before Michael Daniel got there. I mean, that's a big statement to say that usually when these NFL guys come in, like Michael Daniel comes in, these guys come in, they, they trash the entire um, staff and they rebuild it in their own likeness. But uh, Mike's had enough of Josh Boyer's defense and the way they were playing down there in Miami. He kept that whole, team, that whole side on. He focused on the offense. And like I said, I, th- I just think they're building something special down there. Speed kills. Um, but I think they just have a real belief in themselves right now, and they're riding pretty high. You know, the, you, you know, you mentioned the Dolphins among the teams the AFC you thought would be contenders. I ask you, you know, in terms of Tua and this year, and we know it was a prove-it year, how much can a game like that do for a guy's confidence? And I'll, I'll tell you this, Mike. What I, what I loved about Tua is he, even when the criticism was coming or people saying, nah, he's not the guy, like he's been great about tuning that stuff out, like not like a Baker Mayfield in the sense that you get too caught up in it. And now you add the confidence. You, add, you, know, you throw four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. What that does for you, what, what do you think this does for a guy like him in terms of, hey, man, I, I can do this. Does it take him to the next level? Can it? Does this cement him as the guy in Miami? I don't know if it cements him. You know, time. I think time will tell on that. You need a couple more uh, weeks of this. You know, certainly, I think what he's probably understanding is, hey, listen, I got a team that's very much like Alabama was in, in college now, where I have athletes that are better athletes than the athletes that I'm playing against almost every week, and all I got to do is put the ball in the right spot, and they're going to make plays for yeah. me. And I think that alone, right there, and the belief that that uh, Mike McDaniel is going to put him in the situations to be successful, I think that belief is going to if anything's going to be the catalyst for his individual success right now until he can kind of build out his own resume of plays, I think that right there is like, man, I'm back in college. I have better athletes than everybody else on the field. I'm going to be okay. I just got to put the ball in their hands. Um, you know, it, it, it's funny. In that Tampa Bay game, it was 3-3 three to three when that dust-up happened, and, and Tampa Bay was about to punt the ball. Um, and after that, as we know, Tampa Bay took control of the game, and uh, – and Tom Brady played his best football of the day after that moment, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was like, is that just one of those no-nos? Like, let's not give this guy, let's not light any fires, because it felt like it clearly did that entire dust-up. Yeah, I mean, Mike Evans, I think, yelled at the referees, like, it's Tom Brady, what did you think I was going to do? And it's, you know, it's kind of like that with their entire team. You saw everybody rallies around that moment. Um, certainly everyone's going to rally around a guy like Tom Brady who, I, the entire organization is just so thankful that he decided to come back for another season and give everybody a chance to win the Super Bowl, right? They're going to do everything they can to back that guy up 
He's also an incredible leader. He's also an incredible locker room guy. He's also the greatest player they ever played. So I don't think, you know, I love these. I love the fact that we still have a backyard rivalry in, in, in the, in the Tampa New Orleans game. Like I love the fact that those guys just look like they generally don't like each other and they're not trading jerseys and whatnot after, after the game. Like they're getting in fights. They're getting in dust ups. There's a lot of trash talking. I love every part of it because it feels old school to me. There's just certain things. I just remember, like, every once in a while, a guy would go after Brett when I was playing in Green Bay. I was like, man, that you shouldn't have done that because you're just trying – you're kind of trying to get popular or famous off of somebody else now, trying to get famous off of making our guy look bad. And that's when everybody just – ears perk up a little bit, heart rate goes up a little bit, and, and certainly intensity level goes up on that side of the ball. What the heck is going on in Cincinnati, Mike? And, and how much of that is on the offensive line that I know they spent some money on is on is on what you're calling, you know, Joe Burrow realizing, look, they're not they're not playing well, I gotta get rid of it. But he was sacked six times yesterday in that loss to Dallas. It's it's thirteen now through two games, Mike. It's the most since two thousand fourteen in terms of sacks through two games. They're the first team to start 0 two after reaching the Super Bowl since two thousand fifteen. How much of it is that offensive line just looking in the mirror and saying we can't do this to this guy? We talked about this a lot last year on our podcast. You can find five offensive linemen in the National Football League and block better than they are. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just the offensive linemen, and and the fact that they went out and paid a, a king's ransom to bring in these guys. First of all, the guys they brought in are good players. Like Lyle Collins isn't known for his pass blocking. So I, I mean, some of this you kind of scratch your head. Like, are we? I don't know how they evaluate talent over there, but it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, technique wins up front, and they are not very good technicians. Um, they weren't last year, and they brought in new guys, and they're not either. Uh, so it kind of points to a little bit deeper, I think, than just you know who they brought in or that offensive line as, as far as the players in particular. I think it's, it's a bigger, larger problem. I think also the thing that happens is you revert to the mean, right? Like Joe Burrow escaped some really bad circumstances last year, getting sacked a lot, but, you know, he got hit, hurt the year before, did yep. get hurt last year. And, and a lot of things happened as far as advantageous to the Bengals that probably shouldn't have given the fact he's getting hit that often. And when you're an offensive lineman and you've been around this game a long time, it's like you're going to revert to the mean eventually, and this is kind of what we're seeing right now. Talking to Mike Wall here on the show, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman uh, in the NFL, Green Bay in Carolina. Uh, we got a doubleheader tonight. Buffalo and the Titans will kick it off. The Titans, of course, made a made a, a living last year uh, of be winning teams like this against elite teams. Uh, can they can they recreate that tonight, or do you think this is a Bills flex their muscle moment? I would bet against the Bills, man. They just look so good week one. Um, you know, one thing I'll say about the Titans, Je- Jeffrey Simmons. I, I yes. wasn't a believer last year. He's the real deal. Beast. He, he just he just he just kept coming out and making plays. Um, I like I like their team. I, I certainly, as as the big man gets back, King Henry gets back into the groove of things, and, and they can run the ball a little bit better. I, I've, I've always been a huge fan of Tannehill. I worked with him in Miami. He's just a guy that you know certainly got a new lease on life getting out of there and, and getting over to Tennessee with Mike Vrabel, and 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 certainly has made the most of his opportunity. I know guys are disappointed in the way he finished the season last year, but you know I, I see good things for him this year, and, and certainly in the future. But when you look at when you look at the Bills on offense, it's like pick your where do you, where do you want to go? What do you want exactly? Do you want to try to do maybe stop the run game and and let Josh Allen be their their top runner? Okay, you got a problem there. Um, you look at the defense. Jordan Phillips last last week absolutely destroyed destroyed the offensive line. Uh, 
uh, on that Thursday night game. And I don't know if he's going to be that player throughout the entire season, but you look at Greg Rousseau, you look at Vaughn Miller, you look at their, you know, Tremaine Andrews and, and Matt Milano are two of the best linebackers in the league. Micah Hyde certainly is, is a guy that I know from Green Bay is, is a top, top player. So I just don't know how you beat the, I mean, they're going to lose games this year, but week in and week out, they're probably going to be favored every week. They're just, they, they just look so good on paper. Mike, if you're with the 49ers and now you got Jimmy Garoppolo back under center, Trey Lance is out for the year. And, and let's just let's just paint the scenario. Let's say the 49ers put it all together. They already got a great defense, everything else. Shanahan's a good play caller. And they, they go to another NFC championship or game or whatever it is, but it's a successful year for Garoppolo. As a guy in that locker room, how tough is it going to be for you to believe in a Trey Lance next year, right? A guy who we know has played very little football after if we get another good year of Jimmy G with the Niners and knowing how good you could be with him. Would it, would it be tough for you to start over? Would you just say, man, let's just go with the guy we got? Yeah, that's a great question, and this happens a lot. I mean, as you can imagine, guys, this happens a lot in the locker room. Yeah. Where guys are at their seventh, eighth, ninth year, it's like, I, I don't have that much more time. I want to mm-hmm. win now, and you're telling me that i got to play for a rookie? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um uh, with the Jimmy G thing, it's everybody on TV says, ah, you know, he can't win the – the guy got to a Super Bowl, two NFC championships. Yep. He's, beat, he's gone into Green Bay and won multiple times now. It, it, at some point you got to go, like, he can get the job done at least to a certain level, and you're a throw here or there from winning some of these big games. When you have that known entity as a player, and he's a, lock, a guy, I think the, the, the consensus is that people like him in the locker mm-hmm. room. And then you bring in somebody else. Like, nobody – hates Trey Lance because he was drafted there. None of the players in the locker room dislike him or, or take less. There's none of that. But there is this reality check where, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm like year 10. Uh, I'm not going to be very good for much longer. So uh, the watch is ticking. Can we please put the guy who's going to give the best chance for us to win every week in and week out? Can we put him in the game, please? Like, I really don't care what draft decisions you made. I want to I want to win right now. Yep. And if they can win, if I'll say this. If Trey Lance can win while learning, then everything will be great, right? except for maybe some of the receivers because they're not going to get the numbers. But if they, you know, if they come back with Trey Lance and he loses two games in a row next year under the circumstances you described, like there's going to be a real problem. Yeah. I, I, just, I think it's unavoidable. No, no matter how good their locker room is, it's just it's impossible to expect them. To, to be able to uh, walk away from Jimmy G when he keeps he keeps winning for this team. Yeah. Hey, Mike, great stuff as always, man. Appreciate Thank this. Thank you so much, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Talk soon. He is Mike Wall, former uh, Pro Bowl offensive lineman in the NFL for Green Bay and Carolina. Blocked for Brett Favre and Jake DeLome. Remember old Jake DeLome? Yeah, he was a Pro Bowl of the year. They went together. Yeah, how about him and, that? Him and Steve Smith and Julius Peppers. I like those Carolina teams. They made the NFC Championship game. I lost to the right. Seahawks, I believe. They went to the Super Bowl one year, didn't they? Yeah, I don't think he was on that Super Bowl team. Though. Yeah. He was on that NFC Championship. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was before Tyler he got game. there. Yeah. But Jake, I, I, those were pesky little, you know, they're not little. but Well, they, Steve was little. but he, Steve was little. He played big. Again, right? uh, you, again, you can't judge the dog, the size of the dog in the fight. That's right. The size of the... The fight and the, the dog. dog. Yeah, I think that's the correct adage. Yep. Um, but yeah, like you're right. They had they had uh they had Julius Peppers on the defensive side. Was Mewson on those teams? I think so. Eighty seven Muhammad. Yeah. Did he ever play for the Bears? Yeah. yeah. He did. Oh, did he ever play for the Bears? Yeah, he had some good years with the Bears. Yeah. Mewson Muhammad. Then I want to tell you he went back. Like he, finished up. That sounds there, like, right. Like went back. Split. So so that would have been like what, two thousand and six? Give me on them years. Let's see. We 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 got some breaking news we gotta get to on our man. 
What, you don't want to break down the 2006 Carolina Panthers, bro? Well, we did. We kind of did last week, the Pro Bowlers. Keyshawn, he, he was, Keyshawn was there. How about that? Last year's of Keyshawn. Forgotten about that. Um, yeah, good stuff from Mike Wall, as always. Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, Imani Bates is in the news. Uh, he's been arrested. Imani Bates has been arrested. We will tell you what went down when we come back. Jason and John, 90 Turn FM, ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Memphis Group at the Real Estate Agency wants to help you sell your home. They want to help you make the most money during that sale. We know, right? We all we all read the headlines about the market, the Fed, and interest rates, and all of that. Look, this is uh, this ain't new to them. This is old hat. They've been there, done that. I'm flowing right now, bro. Like I'm 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 out here with bars. All right. I just want a little bit of love for that. That's all. And you will have a lot of love for live love. If you enlist them to sell your home, they're going to make you the most money. Reach out, sold at livelovememphis.com. Dwight listed his home, sold for more than he thought imaginable, was 30000 more because he went with Live Love. Dennis got 20000 more than what other agents were saying he could get. So if you're not making the call, you're not being too smart here. 901-625-5200. At least talk to Jennifer Carsonson. See how much she could get for your home. Could be top dollar. Could be the best. Like we've uh, it's been the case for so many we've sent over to Live Love. Could be the case for you. Again, make the call 625-5200, or you can email Jennifer at sold at livelovememphis.com. Again, sold at livelovememphis.com. It's the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. All right, so there is some news uh, involving former Memphis Tiger Imani Bates. He's been arrested. He has uh, been arrested on felony gun charges, according to WXYZ. Of course, he is headed to eastern Michigan. Um Going to play for I don't even know what their 
what are they, the Eagles or something? I don't know. It's Stan Heath up there. Yeah, it's Stan Heath, old friend Stan Heath. And Imani Bates has been arrested on federal gun charges. Pulled Imani Bates uh, over um, yesterday after he failed to stop at an intersection during the investigation. Uh, a firearm was discovered in the vehicle, and Imani Bates was taken, taken into custody. He's charged with two felonies, one for carrying a concealed weapon and one for altering ID marks on that weapon. Um, Pete Thamel has reached out to, he already, he's already got an attorney, which is, you know, makes sense. And the attorney is saying to uh, reserve judgment because there is a lot more to the story. Again, this is according to his uh, attorney, Imani Bates' attorney. Um, Bates was arrested last night after a routine traffic stop driving a borrowed car. I think that's sort of the, uh, that's the layer here, right? That the car was not his own mm-hmm. and that it happened to have a gun in it. So, you know, if that is indeed true, then I would anticipate that, you know, whoever's car that is, is getting the charge instead of Imani. Yeah. And, there, you know, so you, you can get through this and maybe come through it without any charges being uh, filed against you without having anything on your record. That said, it's still... You know, for NBA teams that are trying to decide, first off, it's going a lot's going to depend on what Imani Bates was going to do to Eastern Michigan. But again, you're trying to decide whether or not you'd want to invest in Imani Bates as a draft pick or as an undrafted free agent, and you have to now start to ask yourself if you weren't already about the decision making. Mm-hmm. And again, in this, in a lot of cases, I suppose you could have chalked it up to what's his, what's the the sorts of decisions his father has made for him, Elgin Bates, yeah. in terms of if you're a front office. But now this is obviously a situation where you're going to want to know the details of, okay, did you know what was in the car or anything else? Is, are, are you mature enough to handle what comes with the NBA? You just leave yourself up to more questions. And at a time where you're trying to rebuild your stock, you're trying to gain, get back part of what you lost, with the season you had at Memphis, with the way it went, at one time you're considered a, a lock to be a first-rounder, lock really to be a lottery guy. You don't need things like this, certainly. But but I would suspect that we'll get to a point here probably very quickly, John, where it'll be a deal where you're putting this on the person who's, the person whose car that is is taking the charge of Nani Money Bates. That's it. Still going to leave the questions for the yeah. front offices. This is not good timing. Yeah, no, I mean, I think they don't it, need anything like this. It feels this. crazy to me that he would, you know, because he obviously knew the gun was in the car, right? He obviously was clearly aware of that. Like, you're not just going to not know, right? Um, so it, 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 Either way, yeah, not wise taking a right. car that could. If, if it's you not bo- your car, it, you know? If you got a boy that might have one in the right. car and you're taking the car, you got to consider yeah. it even if, you you know, it's just not smart, man. Well, he's, At he, this time, that, that decision-making by that that whole the Bates team I hope that guy realizes that uh, he's got a charge coming his way. Imani's not taking that charge. Hell no. You said federal. You meant felony, right? Yeah. Don't want to use. You said federal gun charge. Only what Imani got in there? Yeah, felony. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't see any way it sticks. Again, the, that gun doesn't have to be his. In the in the chain. Is that a good? Is that a good defense? By the way, that it wasn't my car. It's his car. It's the only thing you got. Yeah. At this point, any lawyer is going to tell you that. Right. So, what do you think he gets stuck with? Then you think anything? No. Like I said, they'll get the car owner probably to take the charge. I'd imagine. And uh, damn. Uh, Bates fundamentals of you know make it worth a right. car owner's while. Well, this is different, right? This is not like you know Chris because Chris Carter always said have a fall guy, right? In this You're case, saying, and Monty was in the car by himself. Yeah, he was driving. So the that's car. all you got is that you were just driving the car yeah. and you didn't know the gun was in there. That's all you're gonna be able to do. You better hope that that person's gonna. I just, what I don't understand is why Monty Bates is like, where's his car? Does he not have a car of his own to drive? You know, that's the weird part for me. Bro, you're like he he's got NIL deals and stuff with Nike and all that. He gave he gave everybody in Memphis a jumpsuit and stuff, but he doesn't have his own car. 
I don't feel like it's still popping for Imani in Eastern Michigan. I'm, I'm with you. But on. he can't have his own car, bro. Right. The math ain't mathing. No, I, I hear you. It's weird. He, he should still have a car of someone's his own car, his own way to get. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it ain't popping like it ain't popping, but dude, I had a I had a car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had a little Geo Storm, <laughs> yeah. but see, Imani, Imani, you know, he might not want to just ride around in anything. I had that '97 Altima. You know what I mean? It got me to. I mean, that that I love that Altima. It got me to where I needed to go, bro. That beige joint. You know, I had, like, my own little sound system in it. It wasn't very nice, but it was mine. I was proud of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I always took such pride in that car because, you know, it was my first. And I took a pride in, like, keeping it clean in a way that I just don't really with my, you know, current car. I don't know. It's weird. I hope for a money he can he – can... I hope he can get a car. I hope I hope he can somehow get a car. He go down to Homer's Gun, cross the IG brand and Millington. And get what, whatever's meant for him to be. Hopefully they don't blow it with bad decision-making. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t